Hey, welcome to Grounded with Brandon and Craig. And um, today we've got a special guest. I'm Brandon. And I am Craig. Yes, you are. It's good to be here. I'm going to let you introduce our special guest today. Okay, I'm going to do that. But I got to tell everybody, we are broadcasting and giving this podcast from the great state of Kentucky. Yes. It is the bluegrass state. And a lot of people don't know this, and I don't know if you guys know this or not, but in the beginning, it says in Genesis 1-1, God created the heavens and the earth. Okay, you following me? What people don't realize is that once What he, version is this? This is the CBV. Okay. The Craig Brad's version. <laughs> but um, what you don't realize is that once he got that created, he stood in the state of Kentucky mm-hmm. and did the rest of it. So just to clarify that for you. But anyway, we do have a guest today. And um, there has been a lot of people throughout the history of this world who has put an impact on their surroundings. And um, he's smiling at me, just shaking his head. But um, <laughs> actually, uh, this this gentleman has – I've known this gentleman for about 15 years, uh, a little bit more. And um, we started working together at a church in Cincinnati, uh, outside of Cincinnati, Ohio. And um, almost immediately, you know, when you meet somebody, you know if you have a connection with them or not. And that kind of was that deal with this gentleman. And, and we have mentioned um, this gentleman in our podcast mm-hmm. before and a couple of them when it comes to worship and things like yep. that. So I'm actually going to introduce to you uh, Mike Allen. So welcome to the podcast, Mike. Hey, thank you very much. Yeah. It's yeah. great to be with you guys. I'm glad to have you. Glad you're here yep. um, today. We've, um, we, uh, we were excited about this because I kept pressuring him but saying hey we're gonna come do the podcast he's like why would you want me to do the podcast but yet here, here we are here we are yeah, yeah. we I'm are ready here. for this man we're here in the bluegrass state where god actually plants his feet you know what's funny if god has his feet in kentucky that means he has his hand over indiana <laughs> right i think and you guys probably so i guess his other hand is in virginia <laughs> yeah right well, there we go is that where the outhouse is <laughs> yes that's <laughs> It's my stomping grounds. I grew up in Virginia. Yeah, I, I figured that out yeah. so maybe a while back. Today, know. on our way down here, we uh, we we left uh, a little bit later than what we had planned. Yeah. And, um, and had to get my kids to school. He had to get his kids to school. But on our way here, we, we loaded up, and mm-hmm. then um, we stopped at Tim Hortons in Marysville, Ohio. Yes, we did. And we have trash-talked Tim Hortons' parking lot, haven't we? Yes. Maybe one too many times. And guess what they're doing? Paving it. How smooth was that today? It was nice. It was like – They're still working on the crater. They're still working on the crater, but the back part where you go through the drive through where you actually do the off-roading, yes. other than Streets of Gold in Heaven, this thing was perfect. I'm nice. telling you, this thing was absolutely – Is this the place you were talking about where people were fishing in a pothole? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. uh, yeah. The one. <laughs> At that pothole. I mean it, it, it's, he's not exaggerating. It was like two and a half, three feet deep. Oh, my god. And goodness. last week we went through there. My wife and I did last Sunday when it was raining, yeah. and it was full of water. Oh, and I said, I feel bad for somebody that drives Doesn't into the parking know. lot and has never been there because they're going to lose <laughs> Surprise. Yeah. yeah. Right. So it, it, the funny thing about it was on our way down here today, so we got our coffee, we hit the road, and then we ran into some rain. Mm-hmm. And um, as you go across, and, you know, you've been, Mike, you've been in Cincinnati going across that bridge. It's mm-hmm. just, it is like an ordeal getting across there. We did all right. We crept it across it, but we moved pretty good. Northbound was pretty backed up. Yeah, it was. So thankfully we were heading south. But um, on my way down, uh, when Brandon and I were, we had three hours in the car. Three hours in the car. Are you guys following me? So all of a sudden, we're listening to the radio, and the song plays. And you've not lived. I'm telling you, you've not lived until you've seen and heard Gloria Gaynor and Brandon Chenault saying, I will survive. I was dancing. I learned how to get along. 
Yep, that's him. He's, there we go. That's a, you can't you can't listen to that and not groove to it. And that's what he told me. He said, "How can you not be happy? It's just pouring down rain." I'm trying to look at him and watch the road, and he's just I, I can't even describe what took place over there. It was crazy. Yeah, but it was fun though. But it was great. Yeah. But anyway, back to the show. Yes, here we are. <laughs> This is our what sixth episode? This is our seventh episode, official episode. We've got seven. This will be seven, and then we've got the pilot out there as well. Right? Yep. Wow. Right. So you guys are rocking and rolling. I yeah. think it might be six, seven, six something like seven. that. We've lost track. It's but at tell least her, six. I know that. Yeah. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. That. Tell everybody yeah. you're pulling the everything up today. Yeah. So I was looking. I'll have to load back in. But we have not only picked up more. I think we. What did we say the other day? We're in like twenty four, twenty five states. We're almost about. About halfway there wow. in the United States, but we've also had three listeners from Canada. Um, we had listeners from the UK. We had listeners from. We picked up a new one from Sweden. Sweden. So Sweden. you're trying to tell me I'm famous now? Is you're famous. Are famous? Yeah. Oh, oh, you've awesome. been famous world famous. For a Thank long you, time. guys. Yeah, yeah. So I'll get logged in here and, and get you that info. But yeah, yeah that's one really other good. Well. So we've we've picked up quite a few uh, people and uh, listeners. And once again, thank you guys for uh, for just tuning in and listening and you know giving us your time. And uh, we really do appreciate that. And um, you know, it all depends if you guys are listening. If nobody's listening, uh, you know, it doesn't work. So, but thank you guys for uh, for doing that. So. What's been going on with you, Mike? Um, I know people um, listening. Um, you know, this is your first time on here, and um, you you're the uh, worship uh, leader, minister at Harmony Christian Church. But that's about to come to a close, right? Yep. So I've been here at Harmony in Georgetown, Kentucky, which is just north of Lexington, for mm-hmm. nearly three years now. Um, I came on here uh, as an executive pastor. Figured out within about. 12 months that that's not really my bag like uh not uh i don't have the gifts for that um <laughs> i love the coaching and the mentoring right. part of it but yeah the administrative piece yeah i don't like that it gets so tough. much it gets dicey doesn't yeah. It? yeah and so we had a, a worship pastor leave and i filled in for a while and then uh really just kind of uh, caught my passion yeah. back for mm-hmm. leading worship and um had been through a divorce um a few years prior to coming here and, uh, had gotten out of leading worship partially because I, you know, I was dealing with a lot of feelings and, Mm -hmm. and, uh, hurt and stuff like that. And, uh, this was just a great, um, introduction back into leading worship, Mm -hmm. which was really cool. And, um, and so I, I've been doing that for about the past 18, 24 months, something like that. And, uh, just recently, uh, accepted a new position at Southland Christian Church in Lexington. Well, it's actually in Jessamine County, the one that's I'll be the at. Big, that's the big church. Yeah, it's a big church. And they run like 100,000 or something like that. No, don't I don't think that many. Yeah, <laughs> Somewhere I, like that. I really don't know how many. Is uh, it like five or something, eight? Yeah. Something like that. Five to eight. That's great. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, so basically the next step for you is heaven. This is what you're telling us. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's so great. I start there uh, in June. So I'm excited about that's that. That's awesome. But we're, you know, going through the process of leaving a place we love, which is always a, a tough thing. Yep. So been there. Um, we love the people here, and it, you know, this really has been a place where we've done a lot of healing mm-hmm. as well. And so, um, I am remarried now, by the mm-hmm. way. So I have 
five kids, and so blended family stuff is not for the faint of heart. Yeah. And uh, it's like the Brady Bunch now. Yeah, it really is. Dun, 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 yeah. dun. It really is. So, <laughs> but we have a lot of fun together. Yeah. That's good. And I, um, I think I like the uh, I like the fact that you said that um, you know you're leaving here and you have a lot of friends, and also this was a great place to come you know, to heal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love that. I love what God does um, in our life when it gets to things like that. I mean, don't you guys? I yep. mean, it's like God knows exactly what I need. Right. God knows, hey, I'm going to use your talents, but I'm also going to heal you mm-hmm. while you're being used. I love that. I mm-hmm. love that. It's like you're never stopped doing what God has called you to do. And you got to keep doing it, no matter what's going on in your life. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so I think it's awesome that God knows exactly, yep. you know, what we need. It kind of goes back to that verse, um, you know, for every for everything, there's a reason or a season, you know, a time. And and I just botched that completely up. But anyway, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like you, you get into that, and you're like, wow, God, you can really tell how God does that. And then, and I love that too that you know you you know this was God moving you on. Yeah, yeah. for and, sure. Um, and that's that's amazing when you know that. Yeah, actually, that you know that scripture you just quoted from Ecclesiastes—that's the second time it's come up today. For, really, for mm. me, uh, in a in a meeting earlier. I hope so, they quoted it better so than I, I did. <laughs> I, that's a sign to me. I really need to probably open that up and see what mm. you know God has to tell me through mm. that. But yeah, that whole uh, that whole passage though it is, is, good. is yeah. awesome. So chapter three, I think. Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, and I think too, you know, with what you said, you know, just compounded onto that is we have to always be open to what God has in store for us. You know, mm-hmm. I I went to school. My degree is in youth ministry. Me too. And, and I did youth ministry for a year and a half out of, of college. And we left that kind of, kind of similar, leaving that church that, man, we loved it there. Mm-hmm. Things were going great. The ministry was going great. You know, I had a great group of, of students. And um, we moved where we're at now so my wife could take a job. Mm. And um, and I was kind of lost, like, okay, well, what, what am I going to do? Yeah. And so it was good just to take some time and be like, okay, God, what? And I've led worship since I was in high school. Mm-hmm. But that move really opened the door for where I am now and where God has me um, and, and made me realize that, yeah, youth ministry was good for a season, mm-hmm. but that's not where my true giftedness and my true passions are and what God has prepared me for. Sure. And so that was, it's, it's always neat that as long as we keep our eyes open, cause I didn't see it at the time. It was like, I was, I was lost. It was like, okay, what, what am I going to do? Yeah. My wife's taking this job, but uh, what am I going to do? And then we came up and it's like, oh, I get to hunt when I want. It's like, maybe I don't need to work. <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> but I, I did and it was good. But yeah, it's always keeping your eyes open to what God has down the road for you too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, I, and I agree with that because you get to the point where, um, you know, especially when you're in the ministry and people who've never been in the ministry, it's really one of those things that it's kind of hard to explain because there's for somebody who's never been in the ministry, they think they know what the ministry is about. Right. And then for those of us who are actually in the ministry, here's what the ministry is all about. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yep. Because what somebody sees from the outside looking in is that they don't see all the things that take place in the decisions and the times in prayer. We just, we just don't do this off the cuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we really want, we're like the rest of everybody in the world. God, what do you want me to do? And, you know, where do you want me to go? And, and my prayer always has been, God, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Just prepare me to mm-hmm. <laughs> to do that. Yeah, and he always is every single day. Yep. You know, it's like 
everything, every conversation you have, you know, is it's going to come back up at some point right. and, and you're going to make reference in your mind and your heart yeah. to it, you know? Um, but yeah, every interaction we have is teaching us and preparing us for something down the road. Yeah. Oh, for sure. 100% on that one. And, and I, you know, it's funny because you brought up, that was the second time today that mm-hmm. you've heard that yep. passage. And it is amazing when you do that. Cause we've, Brandon and I've talked about this. We've talked about it with the staff at RCC mm-hmm. that a lot of times you will see something or hear something and you'll see it within successive days or even successive times in the same day. Right. Yeah. And, um, it's always amazing because when I see that, you're always like, whoa. And I can't remember. You might remember this, Brandon. It's been a, a year or more ago. Remember, I, I had seen a verse, heard a verse on the radio, and then like the very next day, that same verse was on somebody's license plate of all things. Just It was oh, like wow. John three fifteen or something like that. Yeah. And finally, I was like, wait a minute. Maybe I'm supposed to, you right. know, to read this verse or to see what God's trying to tell me. So yeah. it's amazing that you said you've heard that twice in the same mm-hmm. day. Maybe yeah. God's trying to, even in the transition of of leaving. Hey, here's understand. There's a season for everything. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm, I, I got this. Yeah, trust in me. Yeah, it's yeah. it's funny because it's definitely a season of joy, but it's also a season of mourning. So really, you know, is. and there's a time for all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So. You go through all those feelings. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's sadness. There's a, there's joyfulness. There's excitement for a new, and then there's sadness because you're leaving a group behind that you just absolutely love. Yeah, and definitely. Don't want to leave. So yeah. I get that. But you, um, yeah, I th- I'm, that's going to be good. I can't wait to uh, to hear about that. Yeah, I'm excited. It's it's going to be a lot different um, as far as you know job description and stuff like that. It's going to be really focused on worship. You know, I know Brandon, you you know. You do like you're the you're the jack of all trades, like you and a master of none. Yeah, on the, I don't think that's true. <laughs> he says that on the podcast, but he always walks in. He said, "You realize I'm a master of everything." <laughs> <laughs> that's yes. how Craig survives, right? Right. Yeah, yeah I'm like, yeah, I would be. Why? Well, I, I, you probably heard um, on the if you listen to the last last podcast. Like I think I've got the beginning stages of, of Alzheimer's because I literally will forget things and I'll look at him and he'll go ahead and feed me the words and I just go right on. And it's like he knows what I'm thinking. Yeah, <laughs> you guys have been working Sundays together ago. long enough now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I did that two Sundays ago. I got up to make an announcement, could not remember, and I just looked down at him and he just like – he said it and I went right on. I just started <laughs> – I got your back. He's got me. That's good. Yeah. Takes care of the old guy. You know? That's right. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I wasn't gonna say anything. <laughs> <laughs> so what's what's been happening, Craig, with with you? Anything oh, besides man. you know living the dream in Tim Horton's parking lot? Getting well, that was that was a very that was a very good start to uh, to the Monday morning. And I'll tell you what's another good start after we made the three hour trip with Gloria Gaynor and Brandon Chenault is. Um, <laughs> I get to set under this old poster of Johnny Cash here in Georgetown, I Kentucky. That. I I absolutely love that. I like uh, Johnny Cash. And I'm going to tell you something. Twice yesterday, twice after church, after the first service, after the second service, somebody pulled me inside and said, we called you Johnny Cash when you walked up. I was dressed in all black. Nice. And I, I wanted to walk up and go, hello, good look. my name is Johnny Cash. I can't say it like <laughs> that. I don't have that baritone voice. But right. anyway. But I um no everything's been going really good. Uh, family's doing well. Uh went to see uh my daughter last week and uh hauled a chicken coop down there and that's always a um adventure. Always an, yeah, that was yeah. an adventure. 
And um, it seems like everybody's healthy and uh, Memorial Day weekend's fast approaching and it's our annual camping trip with our family. So, you know, we're getting getting that prepared. So I'm, I'm excited about that. So what about you? You got that... We got that crow's nest done we finally? We finally got the place set done. Woohoo! Yeah, I told somebody, like, we started building it. Yeah. And, like, it, it was one of those things where it said 14 hours. Mm-hmm. It's going to take you 14 hours for two Man, people to build it. That's a and lot. it, like, looking back, it probably took us 14 hours. But, like, we built it on, we started it Saturday and Sunday, and then that next day, or Friday and Saturday. Anyways, it started raining, and it rained like that entire week. Yeah. And I told somebody yesterday at church, they commented about it being up, and I said, yeah, I thought I was going to have to tear it down and build an ark because <laughs> right. it just rained all week long. So we got it done. The kids love it. They have had a blast. They've they've been out there the last three days and, and are just loving it. So That's awesome. So How that's many kids good. do you have? Brandon? We have three. Okay. We have uh, a nine-year-old, a seven-year-old, and a four-year-old. Oh, fun. And the four-year-old is she tests our patience. Yeah, <laughs> there's always one. Right? There's always, there's always one. one. It's like man, she's cute as a button, so she gets away with everything, which is you know, as and a she grandpa, knows what she's doing. That's good. Yeah, right. She knows exactly what she's doing. Yep. Like there, she's smart. Yeah. So yeah, other than that, a good day yesterday. I thought for us. So. Yeah, we were really good. The tennis was a little down. Tennis was down. And I don't know if it was. I heard uh, somebody. I heard twice yesterday that somebody said that strep throat was going through. And, oh, yeah, and I know I we know. have ball games and yes. all kinds of stuff. Tis that, the season. Tis the season for ball games. Yeah. And so and you know back in the day they didn't used to put that on Sunday, but now I was talking with somebody about that yesterday. It's like man, we didn't even have practice on Sundays when I was growing up. No. And no. that was. Partially probably because my dad was coaching yeah. and didn't, you know, didn't believe in that. But man, now they've got games and travel ball and everything on Sundays. And it's like, there's nothing, nothing sacred anymore. Yeah. It's no. kind of sad. But it was, it was a really good day yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. And um, what I like um, recently is just the people standing around and talking in the hallways. And um, there just kind of seems mm-hmm. to be, you know, in excitement. And um, I, I just think God's getting us prepared. You know, we've said this a hundred times that God is, um, seems like he's sifting and shifting and right. it is, and it's not like he's doing it one time. It's like he's, he's continuing to do it all the time. And so I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm excited yeah. what God, I, I kind of wonder what he's going to shift or sift me to, you know, it's right. like, that can be a little scary exactly. you know, at times, but yeah, I feel like we've been talking a lot of, as a staff recently about that that idea from John, I think it's John 15 of pruning, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. and like all the challenges that we faced as a, you know, as Americans, as, you know, oh. as just as people with, uh, the pandemic and all that stuff. Um, just, you know, it really has tested a lot of people's faith, you know? Right. Um, oh, yeah. And so I think that's a really good thing. And, you know, I think that God is setting us up for a real revival yep. of, uh, of faith, you know. Oh, 100%. So um, that's a really healthy thing, but it's kind of, you know, when you're in the midst of it, it's like, what's happening, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah. It's, 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 um, it's where you, for me, it's like you really have to trust God fully as you're going forward because you're not right. You're not quite sure what, what is going to happen. Right. So I, I agree with you that I think God is going to, I think he's really working on a revival for, mm-hmm. for people and, as bad as this might sound, I think he's moving people in and moving people out and yeah. shifting yep. us around yep. and getting things lined up to what he needs for us to do. Yeah. Right. And, um, you know, it's like um, it, it, sometimes it's difficult because 
I like to do what I like to do. You like that? I mean, you guys mm-hmm. like that. I like to, we like to do what we like to do. Sure. And so when God's like, Hey, I want you to do this, you're almost like you fight it. You mm-hmm. fight it at first. Well, it's easy. It's easy to do what we like to do because we know that it's comfortable. Comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's even like you get back. I mean, we've talked about this too, like the Israelite people. You know they're they're in slavery, slave, slavery, slavery, slavery mm-hmm. for all those years, and um, they finally are released, and they start. Let's go back. Mm-hmm. Let's go back. Oh, it was so much better. Yeah, and it wasn't. They were. Right. They, it was terrible. And uh, but we always revert back instead right. of trusting in God. And I mean, you look at the story of the Israelites. You talk about sifting and shifting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah. And that's why it's so important. You talked about this. It was maybe a year or more ago about. You know what Mike was talking about of being connected to the vine, right? You mm-hmm. know, and and that idea of pruning. You know, we need to be pruned, but we have to be connected to the vine in order to continue to grow. Yeah. If not, we're just going to die. Yep. I love yeah, that scripture, yeah. John fifteen. Yep. Which I don't. I don't know if that's for sure where the pruning part is, but I know it's I am the vine, you are the branches, and the, all of that, and that's just beautiful yep. imagery yes. for you know, and it's just so much truth mm-hmm. so yeah and i mean it just really shows you you know as you're looking at that what god you know what god can do and sometimes the pruning part is the <laughs> i don't like it right and um but i want to be used by god so you you know if you're you, know, you just look at a plant or whatever you have to prune some of those back like a fruit bush or mm-hmm. you know or whatever and he's working on me too and then here's the thing does he ever stop though does god ever stop pruning in your life i don't think so no. I mean, it seems like unless and you guys know me very well, both of you guys, um, it seems like that I it seems like he prunes me a lot mm-hmm. and it's very painful at times. Mm-hmm. And it's not my it's not my go to thing. And it's like painful as I'm going through it. But when I'm when you're done with the pruning, you're like, whoa, it's almost like God's taking a weight off of you. Mm-hmm. And I love yeah. that about. Um, yeah. About and if God. you I think if you if you're not facing those types of things that really force you to grow, then then you you may be, you know, a little further away from God than you should be, you know, Um, you know, he, he wants to do that in you and he needs to do that in your heart too. Uh, you know, cause there's that, that humanness that we, um, we all struggle with. And it's just like you said, we revert back. We be, you know, we become selfish and, um, yeah, it's, it's not fun a lot of times. And, um, but, when you look back on it, you know, that's when it's really easy to see what, right. what God's done. Um, so it says, um, it's your, it is John 15. It's like, I am the vine. I am the true vine. And my father is the gardener and he cuts off every branch in me that bears no mm-hmm. fruit. And that's the big thing, yep. bearing fruit. Cause you can call yourself a Christian, but if you're not bearing fruit, what's the point of being a Christian? While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes. So even if you are bearing fruit, yep. you're still getting pruned. Right. Yep. Think about that. So you cannot get away from the entire pruning. Well, that's what makes that's what makes a, a plant healthier. Right. Mm-hmm. You prune it back, even if it's producing well, you still prune it back, so it will produce what more. Yeah. New growth. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And he it goes, and that's exactly what he said. It's the rest of the verse that says, and so that even more, you'll be even more fruitful. And down in verse four, he says, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. Mm-hmm. That's a huge statement because sometimes, you know, even as a, as a minister, yeah. you can be like, you know, I can do this. 
Oh yeah. I, I can preach this sermon. I can lead this worship song. Yeah, right. you can, mm-hmm. but you cannot do that by yourself. Right. It is literally you're you're demonstrating the the fruit of God. That is a good passage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so good. I'm going to land on that again. Yeah. That's really good. See, that's a whole trip why I came down here to hear <laughs> you, you tell go. me that and to watch him sing Gloria Gaynor. So. <laughs> Your day is complete. Oh, I mean, I could die a happy man today. <laughs> Everything else is icing on the cake. So. Everything else is icing on the cake yeah. from here. <laughs> yeah. There you go. How, I'm um, just asking you, Mike, since, I mean, you, Kentucky, I think there, your governor kind of lifted the mask mandate a while back, correct? Just recently. Just recently. Uh, actually, uh, he made an announcement that the CDC has kind of lifted theirs, but he suggested that we actually continue through June 11th, I think, so that. Uh, if you wanted to be vaccinated after the date he made the announcement, that would give four weeks gotcha. uh, for the vaccination process. Gotcha. So we're yeah. My question is: is what what does church look like for you all? Like, have you seen quite a few people come back? Like, where are you? Yeah, definitely. We're seeing a lot of people come back. I think we first opened back up like in June of last year. Yeah. Um, and I think when we first opened, we were maybe at like. 30% of our normal okay. attendance right. at that time. And it, it kind of stayed that way through really through the end of last year. Okay. Um, <clears throat> beginning of the year this year, it started to uptick a little bit uh, all the way up to Easter. Right. We had a great Sunday on Easter. Um, and then since Easter, it obviously drops the next week, but right. Right. since then it's, it's been climbing every single week. Good. Um, That's great. So I would say we're at about, 55 to 65 okay. percent uh, of what we were pre-COVID now um, and great, still having yeah. a good crowd online and stuff too yeah. so mm-hmm. yeah um, and actually a lot of people um, we, we've kind of been uh, just kind of given people the freedom to wear masks or not wear masks or whatever and we find a lot less people are wearing them now right. and feel right. more comfortable with stuff like yeah. that so yeah. and that seems to be like as far as worship goes you know uh, worship is interactive as well as it right. is, you know. Exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah, and so that's that definitely has an impact when you can see a person's face. You can, exactly. You know, um, you can see them singing. Um, mm-hmm. It's just encouraging, and it, you know, it, is. it, yeah. it, it does something in me too to see someone else Absolutely. worshiping. So, yeah. 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 I was just curious. Just I know Craig and I have talked about that quite a bit, and have talked to different people mm-hmm. of kind of where where churches all are, and I know that a lot of churches, you know, haven't seen a lot of people come back and i think that they're using you know the online worship as a crutch and mm-hmm. we haven't seen that I mean, we we've had good crowds we have for quite a while uh, we've had um since like easter other than this past sunday because we yeah. were down a little bit uh we had been almost well back to where we were almost to and, and above yeah back to where we were and above well, that's great mm-hmm. and uh but last week we were you know probably at about 80 yeah. percent or something like that right. but um you know uh our governor did the same thing, and mm-hmm. anybody listening to me knows how I feel about our governor, but um, <laughs> he did the same thing. He lifted his lifting the mask mandate in June. At RCC, we lifted it last June, so he's a year behind us. Right, so. exactly. <laughs> um, but anyway. I love uh, it. Yeah, right. We did the uh, we did the kind of the same thing that you did. Um, we opened up precautionary and yep. uh, for about three or four weeks, and then we just lifted everything back mm-hmm. like in June or something, or July. And uh, – you know, people have come, people haven't come, people now we maybe see two or three masks a Sunday and sure. And like I've said before, there's you want to wear a mask, wear a mask yep. and nobody's gonna fault you or blame you or whatever. Right. Do whatever do whatever you want to do, not whatever. 
Um, but we're just saying that we want to give you the freedom, yeah. yep. not just as a person coming to church, but also as a United States of American citizen. Mm-hmm. This is your decision to make, not mine, yep. right? and not the governor or anybody else's. This is your decision to make as an American citizen to make yeah. after you have processed your intel and what you want it, want to do with that. Sure. So that's kind of where, where we were yep. at on that. So. Yeah. I like that yeah. approach. So, yep, it's been good. Some people haven't liked it, but anyway. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, that's the that that's just it, man. Like, there's no there's no right answer. If you're right. if you're a person in leadership right now during this whole mm-hmm. thing, like you're going to make the wrong decision in someone's eyes. Exactly. You know? Right. Yep. And so, you know, you have to go with your gut and go with God, what God's right. leading you to do, yep. and just yep. go with it. You know, and so. Yep. Um, and hope for grace from people, mm-hmm. you right. know, <laughs> and, you know, it gets back to what we, what, you know, what we tell everybody, even what we do in our own personal life. I just pray about it. Right. Yeah. And God, you know, if, and, and sometimes I get to the point where it's like, you know, God, I'm going to go ahead and do this, or I'm going to go ahead and say this unless you stop me. Mm-hmm. And you know what? God has stopped me. He has, he has actually thrown a roadblock and I'm like, Oh, and then usually sometimes he doesn't. I'm like, okay, I'm going on with it. Right. So yeah, right. Here we be. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's um, that's good to know because it, it is it 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 is interesting to find out what people are doing because I talked to several people, you know, and you know where they're at and you know and their attendance are flu- it's fluctuating. You see, right? Uh, it's kind of up and down, and um, they're also you know, they're trying to work out all the you know the details too, and and it's been interesting to figure out what people are doing. And then, like you said, Brandon, there's some people are not doing anything. They're mm-hmm. not doing. Anything. They're not even meeting. Yep. Yeah, and Which I think that, the, you know, mask or no mask or whatever that looks like for you, social distancing or not, you know, as churches, and I've seen churches miss the boat, and we we probably haven't gotten it right all the time either, but our focus has to be consistent, and our yep. focus has to be on Jesus Christ and advancing the kingdom. Exactly. And when it gets deviated from that anyway, or we, we buy into to this or that, then we're missing the boat. Right. And and our focus is off, and so I think that for us as a church, you know, that's been our big thing is, you know, hey, look, yeah, if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If you don't, you know, if you, if you feel compromised, we we get it. Mm-hmm. You do what you pray over it, do mm-hmm. what you feel like you need to. But at the end of the day, our focus is on God, and our focus is on worshiping Him and growing together, and and um. And nothing else. Exactly. I, I feel like there are a lot of churches that have missed the boat on that because they've jumped yep. on these bandwagons of so many things, and we don't need to go down that road. But right. Well, you know, it's like, and, and we do we jump, we get sidetracked, and it, when we're referred to as sheep in the Bible, mm-hmm. I know why. Right. <laughs> I know why we're referred to as sheep. Really, though, we get yeah. so sidetracked so very easy, and and I mean I don't know about you two, but I hate that about myself. I hate it when I get sidetracked, right? And I can get sidetracked on just my thinking, or something has happened to me, or something that was said, or something that the governor did, and I'm sidetracked. And you know, you, you, you get off by yourself, and you start praying. And you're like, God starts talking to you, like, why are you so? out of sorts right mm-hmm. now. Why don't you continue to trust me? And cause you're not doing what I've called you to do. And now you're sidetracked from that. And so, boy, it takes a lot just to keep yourself where you need to be. Yeah. And my goodness, without the Holy spirit of God living inside of me, I, I don't know where I'd be. Yeah. I truly don't yep. know where I would be today. So thank God for that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You're looking good today. 
Thanks. I had three hours to look at you, though. That was really fun. <laughs> well, you know, I do have a question for you. Okay, what is it? What is up with your hair? He's I was, asked, th- he I was thinking asked me it. that. Oh, like, really? Yeah, I'll wear a hat in on Mondays or whatnot because I don't Oh, I, yeah, I heard on the Yeah, pot, he's like, what's previous... up with your hair? So what is up with your hair? Craig? Are you talking to me? Yes, Craig, I'm talking to you. Okay, so here's what I'm doing. And I made a decision about a month ago that I'm actually going to let my hair grow out. And um, it's uh, <laughs> you're time smiling out, time at me. I'm smiling because of how many times you've done this before. <laughs> yeah. Is it me or does he look like a chia pet? Yeah, it pretty much goes straight out in all directions. Or a Q-tip. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's a good thing I'm so secure in right? my man yeah. right now. <laughs> you got thick skin. You're a pastor. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. And you're right, Mike. I have done this and tried this numerous times. And I don't know how far I'm going to get. But, um, you know, um, I know the next four or five weeks are going to be crazy because what's going to happen? I've been told and I've read that – when you start talking to somebody, the first thing they do is they look at your hair and they look at your eyes so they know what's up with that guy's head. You know, it's like even Sunday I had somebody say, what's going on? You growing your hair out? What's going on? So are you going to grow it out and then cut the sides really short and have the cool hair like you did when you first went to Richwood? Oh, Jeez. I remember that. I think you had a guest on that uh, that uh, alluded to he that. Did, he, did, he did allude to that. Yeah, he did. Yeah, no, I'm going to do where I could put it up in a man bun. Oh, Lord. oh yeah. <laughs> oh, it was when you guys were talking about the celebrity pastors. Yeah. And no, their cool it. hair. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you look just like, uh, what's his name? Your favorite baseball player, Bryce Harper. Uh, he is not my favorite baseball player. <laughs> he is far from my favorite baseball player. I'm a Braves fan. I've gathered so that, I too. do That's... not care for the Phillies. I do not care for Bryce Harper. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm a Reds fan, so. I'm sorry. But I guarantee yeah, you, I know. Bryce Harper ends up playing with the Braves in June. Oh, I'd love him. Yeah, he's going to be like, did you him. see what Bryce did? Yeah. He'll come with his Bryce t-shirt on. And <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that, but. How are the Braves doing? You know what? They are a great team if they could just play that way. Yeah, we say that every year They're about the Reds. And here's the problem. Preseason, they were, everybody was hyping them up like, oh, they're going to be in the World Series. They're about 500 right now. Yeah. They've got a good team. They've had some injuries recently. Max Freed, one of the pitchers, has been hurt. Ronald Acuna keeps making bonehead decisions, and he's been getting hurt. But thankfully, nothing crazy. But five hundred is a place you can play from, though. You know, like for sure you can. And you... they've got the team to do it. That's the as sure. a fan, that's the promising thing for yeah. me is they've got the team to do it. But we'll see. Go on a streak, and yep. you're in first place. You know. Speaking of baseball, this guy right here, Mike Allen, in 2015, took his son. To the National League All Star Game home run hitting contest. Nice. That's right. Yeah. Was we, that not awesome? It was super awesome. I think we were on the very top row um, of Great American Ballpark. And were you? Right. Like, yeah. Hmm. But like right behind the plate. So it was really awesome. Nice. Yeah. And that was a really good home run derby, actually. It was really good. I can't remember. What, uh, it was uh, Todd Frazier won it, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, Todd Frazier yeah. won it. It got down between him and. Um, was it Jock Peterson for the Dodgers? I think it was. Yeah, yeah both. And Jock Peterson was like 21 years old or something like that. And that guy was just hitting the balls out just right and left. And he kind of ran out of steam toward the end. And then yeah. all of a sudden, Todd Frazier picked it up and laid yeah. it down and it was there. So, but Is Peterson, the guy that uses like the crazy heavy bat. Yeah, yeah. he does. Okay. It's like a 36 ounce or something. Yeah. Like it's just crazy heavy. But, um, 
he, um, my son, Dustin, was working at, in the clubhouse at that time. I don't know if he was with the Bat Boy still or just working as the clubhouse attendant, but I, he got those tickets mm-hmm. somehow and ended up shifting them over to you. But he actually got to sit right down with the players and watch the home run derby down on the field. He said oh, it, yeah. of all the, one of the biggest experiences, that was his biz, biggest experience over the, I don't know, he worked down there 13 years or yeah. something. He said that was one of the best experiences that he had. He yeah. said it was like electric. I can't imagine the sound. Yeah, on, on the field level, the sound, yeah. the balls coming off those bats. Oh man, those guys are hearing this man. this seams whistle, you know, oh, yeah. from the pitch. You know, right. of course, you know they're they're giving them. They're not slow pitches, you know. No, for, they're not but, slow, but yeah, you still got to hit them. Yep. Yeah, oh yeah, yep. you still got to hit that ball out. So they're yeah, probably still seventy, seventy five. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. They wouldn't be able to hit them otherwise. It'd be like a changeup, right? Right. Yeah, for sure. So what are you going to talk about? Well, do you have anything? I mean, we we normally break down the message from the day before. We've got a little something different to talk about. um, But do you have anything from yesterday's message that really stuck out to you? We talked about equality. Was we did was what we talked about. Yeah, I just I think um, just from like uh, what we're dealing with today in our culture in 2021 is that we have to be so aware mm-hmm. of what is taking place around us right. and what is what kind of spirit that is. And there's either the spirit of God or the spirit of the Antichrist because the spirit of God is going to take you down one road. The spirit of the Antichrist is going to take you down another road. Exactly. And there's like no in-between. Mm-hmm. And so people need to, and especially a follower of Jesus Christ, needs to make sure that they understand that. And uh, it's like the verse that I read yesterday from First John 4, uh, where he says, Dear friends, do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the Spirit. You must test them to see if that Spirit comes from God. For there are many false prophets in the world. And, and I think that we need to remember that. Yeah. I think that we need to we need to test everything, and I think I've I've gone so far even when I'm when I'm speaking. Like you guys need to check me. Check to make sure yeah, I'm good on this, yeah, yeah. For sure. Uh, because we need we we need to go down the right road here, and you know I want us to go down the right road. I want us to keep our eyes on Jesus Christ. I want us to 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 walk in the Holy Spirit of God, and I don't want us to get sidetracked. And um, because if I get sidetracked, guess what? The gospel of Jesus Christ yep. and the message of the cross goes out the door. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so then, what are we doing? Now we're just like every other place on the face of the right. planet, just trying a social to social club, right? Yeah, just yep. a social club up, and I don't want to do that. I, I'm too old, and uh, you know, yep. way too far down the road to to just play a game. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, yeah, we've always got to test those spirits. But um, you know, it's one of those things. You know, we've hit it hard over the last couple of weeks, and you know, probably people are like, "Oh gosh, you know, let's let's right. move on." Right. You know? <laughs> well, what I'm going to be talking about here in a couple of weeks is. You know, I'm going to be telling Christians, I'm going to be talking specifically to Christians, and and my message is going to be stop it. Mm-hmm. Like, there are certain things that we as Christ followers have to stop doing them. And, you know, you touched on the, the idea of false prophets, and there are people out there who are high-profile people right. mm-hmm. that I see, you know, Christ followers sharing their posts on Facebook and things like that. And it's right. like, why? why? Mm-hmm. That right. is That is not advancing the kingdom whatsoever. Yeah. And so there are certain things I think that we as as Christ followers have to to stop doing. The one of the verses that you mentioned yesterday that really stuck out to me was Ephesians six twelve that says we are not. My ankle keeps popping. You I hear heard that? that. I thought I thought he was burning a fireplace <laughs> those, in here. I it's those catcher 
ankles and knees. Um, <laughs> I got a question. What's going with your ankle? <laughs> exactly. Anyways, Ephesians six twelve. It says we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Mm-hmm. And we have to remember that that mm-hmm. our fight isn't against people. No. Our fight is against the enemy. Exactly. And that spirit that is in this world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that just doesn't just apply for what's going on today for in sure. the government. Oh, exactly. That applies to your personal life. Mm-hmm. That, and to you, Mike, that yep. when like uh, something happens or somebody gets sideways with you, mm-hmm. that's really not your fight. Your fight is the spiritual realm yep. because what's going on is the spiritual realm is being is being prodded in yep. your life and and I always look at it that's 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 the real world. Yep. Yep. A lot of Christians, a lot of people don't see the spiritual realm as the real world. Mm-hmm. What I'm seeing right now it's all smoke and mirrors basically right. because right. in eternity scope this means absolutely nothing. Exactly. But the spiritual world that's always going to be there. Yep. That's what I'm. That's what I'm. Uh, that's what I'm into. So yeah, um, and it's that's in good the verse. it's in the here and now. You know mm-hmm. that yep. it, it's all around us. And I I kind of I don't know if this is true, but sometimes you know you think in certain ways that maybe help you to remember that and recognize it mm-hmm. when it's happening. Is um, I just try to think of it as a different uh, realm almost that there's mm-hmm. a, there's a veil there mm-hmm. and I can't see through the veil. Uh, I can feel the effects, you know, oh, of yeah. you know demonic stuff of you know evil evil influence uh and and also of of god's influence you know and um but it's always there you know and i think over my 40 years of life i've learned to look for it first instead of last you know yeah um and that that's because i've learned a lot of hard lessons Mm -hmm. you know and and learned that it really was it really was satan trying to get at me mm-hmm. when i thought it was people you know yeah. uh, and and he may have been influencing those people right. but really you're right you know my fight was not with that person mm-hmm. it was that yeah. satan was trying to influence me you know in a way that would would hurt or yeah. you know take mm-hmm. take exactly. me down so um yeah that's the first thing i think about now yeah. whenever something's gone sideways mm-hmm. you know yeah so but it's it's difficult. Yeah, I was going to say I think that's important for us to remember. You know, Satan can use any relationship. I think about my marriage, our marriages. Yeah. You know, when we get in an argument with our spouse, you know, me is you know my personality. It's like oh, I want to win this thing, but I have to take a step back and be like, okay, what's this really about? It's exactly what you just said, Mike. Mm-hmm. Satan is using that to get in and to affect the kingdom. Because if he can get me sidetracked with my wife, that's going to affect our relationship. It's going to affect our kids. It's going to affect the people we come in contact with, and and it just unravels from there. Yeah. And so I think it's important for us to, like you said, be on the lookout, keep our eyes open yeah, for that and, and to realize that. So a suggestion for you the next time that you and Allie kind of get into it, just look at her and say, hey, babe, 
Satan's using you right now. Right, exactly. <laughs> I'm still right. Yeah. But oh, man. Test that waters. Let me know how it goes. And I'll yeah, prompt it out know. later yeah. with Anita you, and see how you, that works you out. You do know my wife, right? <laughs> yeah, I do. Okay. You'll be like, hey, uh, I'll, you'll show up at my doorstep with a couple bags. You'll be like, can I use your guest room? <laughs> exactly. I trotted that my, out and she kicked me out with my might, pillow. He, he might blanket. be suggesting it because he tried it once and, <laughs> yeah. and he, he knows what's going to happen. <laughs> exactly. So. I got to blow up mattress if you need it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can sleep in the kids' playhouse. There you go. <laughs> and I got a guest room if you need it too. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. But no, you're right. You, you, you're 100% right on that. I mean, um, the, the spiritual world is, um, it is there, and you brought up, you know, the demonic, you know, mm-hmm. spirits and all that, and that's maybe something we can get into sometime. But mm-hmm. I mean, you start looking, people, literally, Christians shy away from that, mm-hmm. shy away from that. Oh, you know, they they don't want to admit that there is a demonic spirit or a demonic world, and mm-hmm. you know, I'm not talking about the exorcist or something right. like that. I'm talking about literally, there is a demonic sometimes presence, and sometimes I don't know if you guys have ever felt this. There's almost you, you can almost feel this oppression in your life. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and you know it when you got it, and I've had it before. Right, and I'm telling you, you know it's not right. Mm-hmm. You know it's and the best way I can describe it, it's almost almost a demonic evilness about the oppression that you have in your life. Mm-hmm. And um, so when I start feeling that, sometimes I'm like, why is that happening? Mm-hmm. What is going on? And and I always look at it that. Satan tries to hold me back as an individual, mm-hmm. and if he can hold me back as an individual, guess what? He's going to hold me back as a minister. He's going to hold me back mm-hmm. as a husband. He's yep. going to hold me back as a a dad, a granddad. Mm-hmm. He's going to hold me back from all those things. So it's not just he's holding me back. Right. It affects everything mm-hmm. about who I am. So then i got to just kind of put my hands up and be like, okay, God, yep. I'm going to trust you. Well, I think for us to realize and remember that we have something that we can tap into as well. You read this scripture yesterday, 1 Corinthians 2.12. We have received God's spirit, and then in parentheses it says, not the world spirit. I love that. that that Exactly. So that we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. Mm -hmm. And we have the Holy Spirit to tap into. God has freely given that to us to be able to help us discern, you know, those, those moments in our lives where Satan is trying to oppress us. Yeah. And where he's trying to use circumstances oh, yeah. against us and against the kingdom of God. Because that's what we have to remember is we have to stay focused. That this isn't a worldly thing. This is a kingdom mm-hmm. thing. Very much so. It's definitely a kingdom thing. And, and and I think even through, you know, this entire, um, as you look at the, uh, you know, COVID-19 and, you know, what, what we've had to deal with over the last 13, 14, you know, going into 15 months now. The things that we've had to look at, um, there has been Satan has used this um, to to oppress uh, pretty much the world, mm-hmm. and it is amazing how quickly he did that. Right. But here's the thing about that I see beyond that is that God has been working through this entire thing. I have seen now I've seen a lot of Christians go south, but I've seen people who were not even connected to God come to God, yeah. and they're finding God because of what is taking place. So you see, Christians who've been in church, they're going south, but people who did yeah. know God are like, oh, you know what, there's got to be something more. Yeah. As Mike, Mike was talking about it earlier, that idea of revival, you know, I, I think that God is is preparing us for something big. Yeah, I exactly. agree. And it's, that's exciting to me. You can just feel it, you know, like yeah. there's certain, you know, you're talking about when you 
you feel this presence of you know right. evil in your life you can i don't know there's some sort of uh, spirit of anticipation that's yeah. kind of yep. in our churches you know and yep. it's just exciting and you're seeing people um just give their life to christ for all the right reasons mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and um it's just it's awesome and exciting yeah. so it's very exciting and um the last few weeks um at church um we have been you know you know i've been in this like seems like a 16 year sermon series called TikTok but we kind of switched it up a little bit it says where you headed but it's still the TikTok theme and um this week we in the sermon we broke down basically socialism and communism and how that's not from God it goes totally against mm-hmm. God and and I, and I know that's where a lot of people are going to be like oh here he goes he's getting political you know once again but I I believe with all of my heart and as hard as it is and people don't realize how hard it is to get up to say this because I'm literally or anybody who does that is going against the, the social norm right now. Oh, yeah. Because that's all we're, we're hearing to go down that road. But um, my whole thing is not to be political and to get up on a soapbox. And, and I can do that like everybody else. But who wants to listen to my opinion, right? But I want people to see what's going on. And I want them to see what God wants for them. Right. Mm-hmm. Because if they buy into this. They're they're going to go down a road that that's a road that God does not want us to go down. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want you to go down that road for you, for your for you spiritually, for your family, for your kids, or whoever. He doesn't want you to go down that road. And so the thing about it is, is I've come to learn over the last four, five, six years, is that God through Jesus Christ wants me free, and that's hard for people to find freedom in Christ. And freedom means I have peace. Freedom means I'm not going to worry. Freedom means I'm not going to be filled with anxiety. I'm not going to let the news of the day or when the governor stands up to the mic and makes some crazy announcement, I'm not going to let that guy affect me and bring me down because Mm -hmm. guess what? Jesus Christ died for my sins, and there is hope beyond what I'm hearing in this world. Because the world's always going to be the world. They're always going to do the world thing. But you know what? God's always going to do his thing, and that's where the true life and true freedom and, and that comes into play. So. Wow, we've gone. We we just went down the road, didn't we? We did. We are fifty minutes in. No, so we're not. Let's change gears a little bit. We've got Mike. So we. You gonna sling, sing Gloria Gaynor again? Maybe. Okay. I was thinking about Tina Turner. <laughs> okay, so l- before we go down that road, let me just tell Mike because I know he doesn't know this, and for all of you listening, we he ordered a new mic a few months ago, <laughs> and it's the one he leads from. So if you're ever watching this on, uh, you can pull it up and look at it. Yeah. This mic head is like it's like it's been bedazzled. <laughs> Literally, really? like if you put a light on it, it would show stars all, all over the the room. And it's like when a he disco got it, ball. yeah, when he got it, he came into my office, literally started dancing like Tina Turner, <laughs> singing "Big Wheel, Keep on Rolling." <laughs> I hope he wasn't wearing a skirt though, right? Well, actually, yeah. we won't go down that road. <laughs> yeah. yeah. His mom listens to this podcast, and I don't want to. <laughs> oh. <do that>, so. <laughs> you know, I knew when I bought it, it's a Telefunken M80. Yeah, and um, I knew when I bought it that it was a little shiny. Yeah, it came and I opened it up and I'm like, "Oh my!" Like it's <laughs> shiny. That's awesome. It's more than shiny. I was it, gonna get the plain like it's the, gaudy the plain <laughs> the plain flat one, but they were out. It was out of stock. Yeah, and I, you know, I wanted it now. Yeah, man. So they had so many to choose from. I was like, "Yeah, that one looks good." Yeah, 
but so how, all right, well, it, sorry, does it sound good? Does it sound really it good? It does. Yeah. I, I think so. I don't know. It sounds good in my ears. Yeah. I think it sounds good. It looks good, too. Yeah. Well, and there that, you go. Sometimes that's all that a matters. win-win. All he needs is a gold tooth, and the whole thing is good. <laughs> right? <laughs> Probably not. My teeth are still hurting, though. Really? Yes. Like, it's been almost two weeks. I did go back. My daughter had a filling last week, and so while I was there, I'm like, hey, I'm still dealing with some pain yes. on the filling. And so they checked my bite, and I, it wasn't seeding uh, right. Okay. So she ground down a little bit more, yeah. and um, that has helped. But I'm grinding my teeth. I grind my teeth at night. Yeah. So I'm waiting on getting my, my mouth guard for that. They yeah. took the impressions for it. But So I think that's come into play, too. Like, sure. that's affecting the pain. It's yeah. getting better, but, yeah. yeah. Your jaw's all clenched down and mm-hmm. getting that fun pain there. Maybe it was the frustration of building the play set. <laughs> that, it actually wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. Yeah, it, uh, the direction said 14 hours. It took him 14 days. <laughs> well, because of the rain, it did. Right, right. Yeah. That's the excuse. Let's roll with that. Yeah. Because my ankle again. There yeah, goes. every time you move it. Yeah. Oh, wait. All right, so go down the road. Take us down a road that we don't know where we're going to go down. Yeah, well, we talked about it a little bit, just kind of um, with, with having Mike here. And, and Mike, you've been leading worship for how long? I mean— about 20 years. Yeah, yeah, and that's where I'm about at, too. I started mm-hmm. when I was in high school. And and so, like, when you hear that, you worship is so much more than music. Yeah. And that, for me, as a, a worship minister, a worship leader, that has been a big frustration in the church mm-hmm. over the last 20 years. And, and I've grown. I've I've changed. You know, my, my thoughts have changed on that. God has changed my heart on that. Um, but, you know, worship is it's so much more than music. And so if I were to ask you, you know— what is worship? What what would your response be? I mean, uh, it's obviously it's it's holistic. You know, it's the it's the whole picture, the whole piece of what our life looks like right. to God. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. if he's if he's you know, and to him, he could do this. You know, our whole life is a snapshot. You mm-hmm. know, and so it's about worship. To me, is about um, looking to glorify God in everything. Thing exactly. you do every yeah. every conversation you have, and uh, unfortunately we can't live up to that. You know we can't right. do it right all the time, but um, that is our you know that's our worship. Um, you know Romans yeah. twelve uh, is a a great picture of what worship means. It's our it's our whole life, yeah. you know, and so um, and I think. I think that what we do on Sundays is supposed to uh, encourage that. It's supposed to we're supposed to build each other up. You know, it's our right. time to um, be encouraged by one another and mm-hmm. be encouraged by God's word. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, the worship happens when we walk out the door. You yeah. know, so Amen on that. Yeah, yeah, and I couldn't have said that better. That's exactly you know I tell people that everything we do in our lives can be an act of worship to God. Yeah. And I pulled up Romans 12 as yep. well. You know, therefore, Paul tells the church in Rome, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifice, as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Yeah. And then he goes on and says, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Mm-hmm. And And so... Worship is going to look different from the world. We we yeah. can't conform to that. Mm-mm. But worship is a lifestyle. Yeah, it's not just music. Yeah, you know, even you know, let's take a Sunday, and the hour, hour and a half, whatever it is that we meet together, you know, worship is it's that that whole time mm-hmm. from the greeting, you know, the right. fellowship that takes place before. I love listening to 
you know, to the buzz in the room. Oh, as yeah. people are chatting before service starts and yeah, just man. hearing them laugh together and talk. Um, that's worship. Yeah. You know, the time of communion, our prayer time, you know, the message. Yes, the music, yeah. the songs. Yeah. It can all be worship. But then at the same time, it cannot be worship if our if our heart's not absolutely not in the right place. And so I think that for me, one of the things that that I've come to to realize over the years is worship is it's my obedience to God mm-hmm. in, in every moment. I look at one of my favorite um, accounts in the Bible is the story of Abraham and Isaac. And in the I think it's the NIV. That's the first time that the word worship is used. Don't know if you knew that. I did or not. not know that. That's um, you where looked at me when you said that. I was, you know, I was just checking. Um, <laughs> but where Abraham goes, you know, God tells yeah. Abraham, "Go sacrifice your one and only son, the, the son that I promised to give you. That you know, I'm going to make a great nation out mm-hmm. of. I want you to kill him." Yeah. And they they take their servants and they take the donkeys and they load the wood for the sacrifice. You know, Abraham's got the knife or whatever mm-hmm. he was going to use to kill him, and. He leaves the donkeys and the servants, and he tells the servants, you stay here with the donkeys. The boy and I are going to go over here. We're going to worship, mm-hmm. and then we're going to return to you. Yeah. Abraham's act of worship was obedience right there. It was true sacrifice. Yeah. You know, he was going to kill his son in that moment, and and God was pretty much testing him to say, okay, is, is he going to be obedient? Yeah. Well, imagine yeah. the imagine the trust, and not to yeah. sidetrack us, but imagine the trust that uh, Abraham had in God to do this. Right. To trust him that yeah. either one, I've always thought either one, God's going to stop this, or either two, he's going to resurrect him, or there's some, there, right. he trusts God enough to know that God is in control. Yeah. And he, there's a reason why he was doing that. And yeah. I'm like, what a, you know, when you're talking about worship, I yep. mean, wow. Talk about giving yourself up. Yeah, I think it's really interesting, Brandon, that you talked about that story following the Romans 12 scripture. Because the word, when you read it, and I don't know that it always sticks out to me. But when you read it, the word that stuck out was sacrifice. sacrifice. Yeah. 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 And, and it was like, it is a, it really is. Mm-hmm. We are constantly sacrificing our, our ourselves, you ourselves. know, our, our wants. wants our yes. Like over and over every day throughout the day, like yep. it's and trying to put his will over my will, yep. you know, and it's it's just a constant process every day, you know, yeah. until until we go home to be with him. You know, I ran across the quote just a second ago. I was looking for something like a scripture because it was a scripture I was thinking of. And I just ran across this quote by accident. I mean, like right now, this guy's name is Bob Coughlin. You ever heard of him? Mm-hmm. Anyway, he says uh, to worship God is to humble everything about ourselves and exalt everything about him yeah wow that's it that is simply and finely put isn't it yes so i mean when you're when you're talking about the sacrifice and all that i mean you talk about humble Mm -hmm. yeah and to go before i'm not sure that i 100 percent get and do that right does that make sense yeah absolutely. as a person I, i know i want to right i know that's where my heart wants to go but i mean when you talk about both of you and you know, you guys, this is the first time you guys have met. You've mm-hmm. never had a conversation about mm-hmm. this, but you just said it, and you've always said it, and I know you've said it before, that, you know, worship is a lifestyle. Yeah. That's, it's almost like coming to church is almost like, well, this is, we're commanded to do this, mm-hmm. to encourage, to be lifted mm-hmm. up, to, but what are you doing outside of right. the church? Yeah. Yeah. So just because you came to church doesn't necessarily mean you worshiped God. Right. 
Uh, that's a bit, that's a heavy man. It yeah. is. That's it's a lot to think, think about. about worshiping you know? God. And it's that the whole idea of like, as a Christian, you never arrive like until the day that you die and you go to heaven, right? You never arrive at anything. I know one person has, but anyway, keep going. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, I agree with that. And, you know, you're talking about the trust of Abraham. Yeah. One of the things that I heard recently, you know, is that trust of Isaac. We picture, for me, I've always pictured Isaac as being a little boy mm-hmm. here. But if Isaac was was able to carry the amount of wood, um, a lot of Bible scholars think that he was older. Mm-hmm. Um, he knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. He knew and was able to put two and two together of, okay, we've got all of this wood, but there's no sacrifice. I mean, he was yeah, he old dad, enough like, not only to, the sacrifice? to understand, exactly. but he was old enough to fight back mm-hmm. and, and to resist his dad on this. That's an interesting we point. Don't, we don't see that point. in that account. And so not only was, I, I think that, yeah, Abraham's faith was tested, but what about Isaac too? Exactly. And so, you know, it's that obedience, it's yeah. that trust and and following through and and you're right Craig you know I don't always get that right I don't I don't, I don't always worship God and there are times in my life where I have to kind of take a step back and be like man I missed that opportunity yeah oh yeah I missed that opportunity to worship God through my response to that person mm-hmm. I missed my opportunity to worship God through my reaction in that situation right yeah and so so the next time he busts in my office and does Tina Turner I'm like how's that worshiping God <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think of something smart. I know you were. I could see the wheels turning, but yeah. uh, they locked up on you. Thinking this, so. um, but no, you're right about all that. I mean, um, just to understand um, worship, because I think people um, just um, pretty much fence in worship. Okay, we're going to church. We're going to sing a few songs. And mm-hmm. that was worship for the yeah. week. Yeah. For the week. Right. Literally for the week. I mean, I've had people say, I went to worship this week. Mm-hmm. Right. It was on Sunday. Yeah. That was it, huh? Yeah, and I and I like the attitude of it's it's every it's everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's being it's a it, and and that quote. It's like doing away with me, sacrificing mm-hmm. myself, all for the glory of God. Yeah, yep. that is. He must become it. greater. I must become less. Yes. So I got a question for you guys. And it's a serious question. Usually, when I do that, right, everybody exactly. freezes. Like, what is he going to ask? But it's a very serious question. And I've told you years ago, and I've told you, and you guys are both almost alike. Um, and I've I've told you both that you guys remind me of each other. Um, just you guys have had different lives, but you guys remind me of each other. Some of the things you say and do, and um, just when it even comes to worship. Um, so my question to you is this: is that there are very few and far between people that I go to say to a church. And a worship leader stands up. And usually the worship leader has a tendency to supersede the worship. Do you know you following mm-hmm. me? Mm-hmm. They have a tendency to take over the worship and their personality is what is seen. And so sometimes, you know, you'll see people jumping with guitars or they're bouncing around on the stage. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. If that is truly your worship before God, I'm saying knock yourself out and go for it. And nobody has a can judge you on that if that's your glorifying God in that. But um, my question to you guys is how come you guys, when you stand up to worship and you stand up to lead worship and to lead people's hearts in worship, you guys seem to have a tendency to fade away and we just worship. 
Do, do you guys work on that? Do you guys think about that? Is that something that you have prayed about? Because I have not been with you in worship for a number of years, but mm-hmm. I've told you that when I was a Mason, um, you'll stand up and you'll start leading, and it's almost like you don't. You're like you're you're blurred. You're blurred out, and you're just worshiping and praising God. And and I wasn't speaking every week at Mason, so I could actually worship. Mm-hmm. When at at RCC, I'm getting ready to speak, right. but it happens where. I'll be worshiping, and like you said, you were trying to nod to me a few weeks ago, yeah. and I was worshiping. You were like, "He's got to come up here." <laughs> <laughs> and um, but you're the, you're the same way. Eventually, I don't see Brandon Chanel. I just I'm I'm worshiping God. So I don't see that very often. And my question is, do you, how's that happen? Do you guys even know that it happens? My answer is, I feel that the Lord's calling me to have Brandon answer this question first. Okay. Yeah, I'll answer that. Um, I, you asked. And I thought you, know, you were going to say. I thought Mike. I'm God kidding. just told me. Yeah. yeah. No, I'll answer. Um, to your question, do you know? Do we pray about it? I do. Um, I personally pray that God. You know, kind of that idea of what Mike just mentioned a few minutes ago of John the Baptist talking about Jesus. Mm-hmm. He must become greater. I must become less. Mm-hmm. John knew his place. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think as as a worship minister, it's not. It's not about me. It's mm-hmm. not about Mike. It's not about whoever. It's all about Jesus. And and it's about, I tell our worship team all the time, look, our number one goal, first and foremost, is to worship. Mm-hmm. Because if we can't truly worship through the music that we're playing and the music that we're singing, then how do we expect to lead others in, mm-hmm. in worship? How, how do we expect to allow others to join us in that worship? We right. can't. You right. have to be truly doing something in order to have somebody join you in that process. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I told him our, our number one, you know, goal is, is to, to worship first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I think in, in doing that, I'm not worried. I, and it, it hasn't always come as easy as it, it does now. And there are still times where I, I miss the boat where I look out and I get distracted by somebody mm-hmm. talking. Sure. Or somebody who has their arms crossed and a scowl on their face. And that that truly, you know, you were talking about that earlier, Mike, before we even started the podcast about, you know, you know, or, or maybe it was afterwards. It was yeah, you, we're you were talking about, about the masks, masks yeah. and, and how, you know, seeing people's faces and their mm-hmm. response, mm-hmm. you know, that influences my worship just as, as much as our worship influences their worship. Mm-hmm. And so it's not we're on the same playing field. I um I read a quote. Um, actually, I brought the book with me, I think, but I can't even remember who the artist or the author is. But it's "How to Worship a King." I was reading that book, and and he was talking about how he was praying to God. Um, they had an upcoming night of worship, and he was praying to God of saying, "Hey, you know, what do you want this to look like?" And he kind of had this vision where they were in their worship center, and there was this. They had the band on the stage. And there was this plexiglass that went from the floor to the ceiling, like three-inch thick plexiglass, floor to the ceiling, and the congregation, the people were out in the crowd. And he said, I, I had this image, and the, the throne of God came, and it sat down on top of the plexiglass, and it just pressed it down, and it shattered everywhere. Oh, wow. And oh, wow. God, you know, the throne of God was sitting in the midst of them. Mm. There was no separation between the worship team and the people. Mm-hmm. And and I think for me, that that's that such a beautiful image of how 
corporate worship, mm-hmm. and I'll kind of put that in quotations because we talked about it. Worship is a lifestyle. It's about everything we do. But that hour, hour and 15, hour and 20-minute time um, on a Sunday, that corporate worship, it's we're, – we're together. There's mm-hmm. no separation. Right. Yeah, there's, there's separation because we're on an elevated platform mm-hmm. and we're playing instruments and it looks different, but it doesn't, if that right. makes sense. Yeah. Um, I'll read this real quick. I did bring this book. Tim Hughes, um, I haven't heard any of his stuff recently, but he wrote the song, Here I Am to Worship, and um, he wrote a book called Here I Am to Worship. It's one of those little... I like books like this because they're little, and they're <laughs> yeah, easy to get through. And they have big right pictures there, yeah. every other page, and I like that too. So. And they're and what? Big pictures every yeah. other page. <laughs> well, they're coloring pictures, yeah, so right. it's, you know, yeah, I like that. But it, he begins the book off like this in chapter one. He said... It was a hot and humid Sunday morning. Sweat was pouring down my face, and the service hadn't even begun. The congregation was gathering, but as I looked toward the front of the church, I was perplexed to see no drums, no amps, no keyboards. There weren't even any microphones or speakers set up, and I wondered how on earth we were going to worship. And then it began. A loud voice pierced the silence, and instantly all the people were on their feet, singing their hearts out. The harmonies and melodies that filled the air created the most beautiful sound. The joy and heartfelt adoration on the faces of the congregation were infectious. I wanted what they had. People were wholeheartedly consumed with their Savior. They had a joy and contentment that made me envious. Yet, when I looked at their surroundings, I was confused. The Church of the Prince of Peace is based in the township of Ananda Durban, South Africa. The people of this township live in extreme poverty. AIDS is rife, and pain and suffering are part of everyday life. Surely their songs should be those of lament and pain, not joy and celebration. It took a while to sink in, but as the service progressed, the reason for their joy struck me. They had encountered the Lord Jesus. They knew where they had come from, and they were well aware of their present, but ultimately they understood where they were going. They understood completely that Jesus was enough. And whatever life threw at them, it couldn't rob them of the glorious riches of knowing God and being known by Him. They would always have reason to praise. And that Sunday morning, I learned an invaluable lesson about worship. Worship is not about songs or music. Worship is all about Jesus. Mm. That's good. And I remember reading that, and and the first time I read that, it just broke me down, and I started crying. Mm -hmm. And... It's like that's that's it, that's what worship's all about. It's yeah. not about, you know, yeah, what we do allows people to worship. It helps people to worship. It allows me to worship. I love music. I listen to music all the time. If I'm driving in my car, I'm listening to music. Um, I'll mow the yard and I'll listen to Air One or I'll listen to K Love and and I'm listening to to worship music. Oh, you're um, so spiritual. I'm listening to Johnny <laughs> Cash and, and Willie Johnny Nelson. Cash. Hey, that's <laughs> spiritual, man. That's Willie spiritual. Nelson, right? Yeah. It can be, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think that, you know, it's all about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And and it doesn't matter. I love what he said. You know, it doesn't matter what life threw at those people. Mm-hmm. They were going to worship because they'd encountered, they had a relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, that's really what it's about. And like I said, it's taken me a long way. You know, when right. I was younger, it was about Brandon. You know, I, I hate to admit that, but it was about that. And, right. And, and there are times now where... You know, I make it about me, and I hate that. 
I hate mm. that about me. I don't want it to be about me. I, I never right. want somebody, you know, and I have people, and I'm sure you, you do too, Mike. I have people come up and they're like, oh, man, worship was great today. Or, hey, you sounded, I love hearing your voice. You sounded good. Or, man, it was a good whatever. And it's like, hey, thanks. Mm-hmm. To God be the glory. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I've I've struggled with how to answer those things a lot. But, it, you know, at the end of the day, it's like just pointing it all back to God. Sure. Because that's what it's about. So well, now that, that I've took up. No, I totally that, Mike. agree with everything you've said, you know, and I think there's some sort of sneaky ways you talk, you're talking about how when you were younger, you know, mm-hmm. it was about you and it's probably, you know, it wasn't that you overtly like went about it to make right. it about you, but there's little, uh, kind of weird ways that it can sneak in. Like, you know, you make a mistake mm-hmm. and then you obsess over that mistake mm-hmm. and you start to think, Oh, well, if I hadn't done that, then, uh, then people would have been able to worship right. more, you know, right. in spirit and truth. Right, and, right. And, and I distracted, you know, and we give ourselves a little bit more credit than we deserve, you For know, sure. there yeah. too. Um, so that's one way that, you know, it's almost like, um, co- a covert way that mm-hmm. Satan works, yes. you know, right. yep. um, <clears throat> but, uh, for me, the same is true. You know, I, I try to stay grounded and I, I try to, uh, make sure that obviously my own personal relationship with Jesus is yep. where it needs to be, you know, cause I, you know, I think you said this earlier, I got no right leading anybody if, right. you know, if I am not practicing what I preach. And right. I, I think that's a huge thing for the church in America going forward is, mm-hmm. uh, authenticity and just being real, yep. you know, mm-hmm. being consistent, having mm-hmm. integrity, you know, the mm-hmm. definition of integrity is, you know, it's all about being, the same, no matter where you're at. Right. So, um, I think that's huge. Um, one practical thing that I try to do with my team, um, to make sure that we're, we're not getting in the way is that, um, I tell them, you know, before we go on stage for worship, you know, I tell them like, we've done everything we can do up to this point to Mm -hmm. prepare, right. You know, there's, you know, you might be worried about a part that you didn't quite get down guess what? It's too late for that. Yep. <laughs> you know, like right. it, now right. it's time for us to go worship and that's what we're going to do. We're going to play our instruments and we're going to sing and we're going to try to play the right notes and try to sing the right notes. Right. Right. But, but God is going to be glorified and he's going to be pleased with our worship no matter how it comes out. So now's the time to let all that go because everybody we're, we're on the same page now as everybody that's walking in the door. We're here mm-hmm. just to worship together. To worship, and so yeah. I think that, sometimes can uh can help people to uh, to focus on mm-hmm. what the on the why behind you know like yeah. we're here to worship you know you talked about yeah. that quite a bit we we often too um we have like a little production meeting before we have worship uh every sunday morning and we we every week try to talk about the why you know why do we do this you know um number one it's to glorify jesus christ Um, but also we try to also think about the person that's sitting in the seat and what they're coming into the room with, you know, what, what's on their heart, what's laying on their shoulders, what's, what are their burdens, you know, uh, and maybe it's their very first time being at church period, or maybe the first time being in church for a long time. Um, maybe they were here last week, but something happened this week Mm -hmm. that's got them completely torn up. Like, uh, that we, we exist for that person, you know, like this is our moment to, Mm -hmm. um, to try to be a conduit for, for Jesus's love, you know, and, um, and just reflect him. And so, um, 
all of those things, you know, help in that, you know, um, I don't, um, that's really kind of you to say, I, you know, um, yeah. but I don't, uh, I don't know how to answer I, that. I, yeah. I really don't yeah. like, yeah, it's a, yeah, I don't uh, know that you can practice kind of getting lost. Right. Um, it just gets, you guys just get lost. Yeah. yeah. And I'm okay. I'm worship. okay with that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I agree with you, Mike. It's, uh, that's a compliment. Yeah, you know, absolutely. If, if I were out and and people were paying tickets to come to my show or something, that'd be the opposite of exactly. What I would yeah, want. but that, that's not that's not why we do what think we do. About I that. Think about that. The Brandon Chenault show. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. There's a reason why I didn't. Would you use that really sparkly mic? That would be I would awesome. use the sparkly <laughs> mic. Yeah, and the Tina Turner yeah. dress. Anyway, oh, but back to the... well, what you were saying there, you know, really resonated with me is the fact that you don't know what. The people that are coming in, you don't know what they're going. You don't know what the last week has been. You don't know what the last three minutes have been right. for them. And um, one of the things that I do, and I've told Craig this before, is I specifically pray. I'll take Craig's outline mm-hmm. um, before I I pick out music for, for that week. Mm-hmm. And um, so I will pray through that. Yeah. After, and I, before I even look at his outline, I'll pray and just say, you know, God, give me the Holy Spirit. Allow the Holy Spirit to guide um, my decision in the songs for this service so mm-hmm. that they go hand-in-hand hand with what he's going to be talking about so that as people leave, they leave with that, that one message. Right. Um, but, you know, maybe it's a song that somebody specific is going to need that day. Sure. You know, God's already went before. He knows what's going to be taking place that day. Absolutely. And so if there's a song that, you know, allow me to step out of the way mm-hmm. and and pick the songs not— selfishly not songs that right. i like right you know there are times that and you can probably speak to this i've t- i tell people there are times where i lead songs that i don't like yeah absolutely yeah and <laughs> and it's you know sometimes hard to pick that but i know that for whatever reason i'm praying that the holy spirit will use that yeah for god's good for yeah. god's glory yeah um and so taking that time to pray through that of saying okay allow me to step out of the way and allow the holy spirit to help me pick the right songs mm-hmm. For whatever that day looks like. Yeah. Well, the songs we sing are really powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, I could we could get on a whole tangent yes. about this, but mm-hmm. you know, you're you're putting words into people's mouths, kind of yep. thing. You know, you're yep. putting words up on the screen, and these people are they're saying these things out loud, and so it's really important. You know, what we're actually singing. You know, it's important for us to you know be concerned with the theology yes. of the song yep. and that right. kind of thing. But but one thing that we always pray as a team before worship too is that we pray that the words of the songs will will cut will cut to people's hearts you know right. will convict people uh in the same way that we would pray for the pa- the pastor in exactly. his, his words you know right. um and uh music's really cool because the actual musical part of it can it can open up people's yes. hearts in a way that you know other things can't and and sometimes for it's it's individual for the person you know like for me that's that was my experience and really even coming to know christ was Mm -hmm. it was through music you know uh my youth pastor was um also our worship leader you know um and uh and when he would you know lead the band and and singing and worship uh, through music that it just opened up my heart in a way Mm -hmm. that i don't think my heart could have been opened otherwise Uh, but once it was open you know i was I was able to see God in a lot of different things, but, right, right, but right. for a lot of people, I think, you know, people say that music's the universal sound, you know, it's the mm-hmm. universal language right. that, you know, we, 
I could, you can hear music in a different language and it can still touch oh, you yeah, very deeply. Yeah, right. So, um, that's a total different conversation than yeah. the total tangent, but right. No, that's good though. That's really good though. <laughs> Neat story with that. I was in Mexico, South Texas, I think is where I was when the specific, um, event happened. But in college, we went down and we were serving in, um, in South Texas and in Mexico area there. And we, I got the opportunity to lead worship mm-hmm. at a church service. And, um, we sang this song yesterday as people were leaving. Um, and it was, how great is our God? Mm-hmm. We got to that song and this was 2007, mm-hmm. I think somewhere in there. So song was super popular. Yeah. Um, but we got to that song and up to that moment, it was just, those of us who were on in our group sure. were singing the music. Right. And we got to that song and, and the the natives there started singing it in their language. Yeah. In their language. Yeah. And that was neat just to hear that, mm-hmm. you know, of English and Spanish coming together yeah. and to know God understands both of that. Yep. And, oh, and yeah. God God is being glorified yeah. through that. Yeah. And so yeah, it's it's neat. I'm glad you clarified that you were um in Texas because, you know, I've heard you say Mexican and I was like, Brandon, the Mexican restaurant in Marysville is not Mexican. Doesn't count, okay, does that it? Doesn't right? count. So <laughs> um I was gonna uh, uh, say that um, you know, on the other side, and I'm not a worship leader and I don't do that, but um I do pray for the worship and I pray that God would use um, everyone who's up front, including myself, that God would use our personalities, mm-hmm. but not allow our personalities to get oh, into the way for sure. to lead people to Christ, to the throne, and that they would be able to glorify him. There are times where I have gone into Brandon and I'll be like, I'm going to need for you to, and he knows, he knows what I'm going to say this. I'm going to need for you to have something really upbeat mm-hmm. before I get up. I need a couple upbeat songs, I mean. And so sometimes he'll do, I'll request, you know, um, what is it? I Saw the Light and um, I'll, fly I'll Fly Away. away. Mm-hmm. Because the topic for that day is extremely heavy. And mm. I don't want to go into that. I want them ready to hear what they sure. need to hear. Because I, I know from there, wherever God wants to take that. And I want mm-hmm. their hearts to be open. But you get people up and get them anytime you get singing to Hank Williams. I mean, there you, you know, go. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I love looking up because you always put the, you know, the author and you're like, Hank Williams. I'm like, yes. We're so, singing country in church. <laughs> yeah, exactly. right. yeah. But he does a good job with that. But, um, but I, there's been times when I've done that, but I've actually not gone on a whim to him to ask him that. Right. I've gone, I've prayed about that because I was just, I felt like we need to do something really upbeat to get going. And, and I know he's had other things planned. I'll be like, Hey, can we do something? He, you can just kind of, he looks at me like, yeah, we can do that. Yeah. <laughs> like I already got this. You set. know, I'm okay. I'm okay with that more than I am. When you come in, you're you're like, Hey, I'm going to need an extra five minutes. Oh yeah. So I'm, you're going to have to, like, you've had your team rehearse a song and you're like, sorry guys, we're, we're going to have to cut this song. No, or, thanks, or not, thankfully, it's usually earlier. Thankfully, he he kind of lets me yeah, know in advance. But I think that is is really important. Or too. when I don't let him know, and I actually do take the extra five or minutes, and he has to cut everything short. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's happening. We could before. you could do a whole podcast on like complaint, like worship right? pastor complaints yes. about senior pastors. <laughs> that's a great. We, Mike is going to have to come up to us, and we're going to yeah. do another another podcast. We can totally do that. Yeah, but I think whole... it is important, you know, to. To work closely with the senior minister, absolutely, and, yeah, and to work closely with the senior minister, but again, to invite God into that process yeah. and the Holy Spirit, yeah. and, 
Um, because at the end of the day, it's it's really not about us. Right. It's not about you know how well we play. I saw the light or or anything like that. Mm-hmm. We do Crowder that up a little bit. You though. do Crowder that up a little bit. Love it. Speaking of Crowder, oh gosh, here we go. Mike's beard, like <laughs> I'm jealous. <laughs> If I had your beard with my hair right now, imagine where I could go. Man, you would be furry. <laughs> you, put the, you put the picture up yesterday of Karl Marx, and you talked about him being a bum. That's what you, you would look like a bum. Exactly. I have a feeling that if this keeps going over the next three or four weeks, I'm really going to look like a bum. So there yeah. you go. <laughs> well, I got to ask you real quick. I don't know. I think we're about out of time. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we're getting. Yeah. Hey, it's it, our podcast. We can make. Yeah, it. you well, guys can do whatever how, you how want. How deep are so. we into this? An hour and twenty three minutes. Oh, we're we're doing pretty good. Okay, so I just wanted to ask you how the caveman diet's going. Yes. Paleo diet. It's paleo, however you say paleo. it. Yeah, paleo. What is that thing called? I know it's it's, it's something the paleo. Like that. Yeah, yeah. I call it a paleontologist. So that's yeah. where I get. Okay, that. so I, don't know I started means, doing but. this because you know I have been, you know, you've been with me through the ups and downs and working out and eating yeah. correctly, and Mike knows all about that. And I've been in better shape back in some places than I am now. And and over the whole, um, you know, COVID nineteen and not really going to the gym and you you think I'm just going to fudge this time and then I'm going to eat pizza tonight and then oh testify man testify. yeah yeah I'm preaching right yep. now and, yeah. right? and then pretty soon you're like did we have pizza five nights in a row really <laughs> so uh you know you look he at says that, that like that's a problem right you know, yeah right? I mean and, I've got uh, three kids you know exactly. and then you, you then and then you're thinking oh it's just a bowl of ice cream and then I'll I'll have a bowl of Fritos, and then pretty soon you looked at your, you know, from six o'clock to ten, you had three bowls of Fritos and three bowls of ice cream. I mean, so that's not going to lay good. Yeah. And, um, so I decided, you know what, I'm I'm just going to start eating healthy. And so I read a an article about this guy that it's the caveman diet. And um, so when uh, when I when I started looking at this, I'm like, you know, that is very healthy. And that's very clean. Mm-hmm. And um, it is really what you need. You need, you know, um, meat. I love meat, so mm-hmm. who doesn't? It, but it's fruit and vegetables, and you know it's no sugar, it's no sweets or anything. Honestly, I'm feeling I'm feeling really good right now, and I don't know. I'm not one to jump on the scales anymore, mm-hmm. but I'm just going by clothes and stuff. But my clothes are now. I've just noticed in the last few days they're fitting better, yeah, and uh, that's really good, yeah. Because you know? it's like you know, um, it's what it's all about. It's about being healthy, right? Mm-hmm. And um, you know, not everybody can look like. Brandon, so right. I mean, mm. why would mm. I? <laughs> I have to tell my wife to quit listening before the hour and twenty five minutes. Yeah, mark. right. Okay, just to <laughs> let him know, he really made me jealous today when we went to Tim Hortons. We got coffee, and then he ordered the sausage egg and cheese biscuit. It did Ooh. smell good, Dude, but their I will tell you, so it's good. it's an event to watch this guy eat this in your oh, in your vehicle. Oh man! Because at one point You're it was just it. a spray of biscuits going everywhere. I don't know how that <laughs> happened, but he did it. But it's going like the a piranha. Kid, <laughs> That's a good name for you, um, but no, it's it's going well. And if anybody wants to try it, they can you know email me or ask me. And um, I've had people ask me at church, "How's that caveman diet going?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's going it's going well. I've I've enjoyed it. Anita's been doing it with me, but although she'll fudge on, yeah, the starches are what gets me. Like I love starches. Oh, man. That's my weakness. Taters, man. Taters. Well, and that, that's <laughs> yeah. huge. I mean, you know, that's, that's really huge because yeah. I am the same way. It's yeah. like, you know, one scoop of mashed potatoes. Why not 10? You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Right. Oh, like, you got, did you all want some? This is not just for me. You know, and it's like right? an entire family bowl, you know, yeah. it's like, well, like last night we spoon. did like bread, you know, I'm, oh man, we oh, did, I did smash burgers on the, the Blackstone, 
And I, I don't took, think there's been a time on the podcast we've not mentioned the black. My goodness. Oh, yeah. oh we did uh, General So's chicken the other night. Mm. It's to mm. die for. But anyway, so I did smash burgers and I took two pieces of Texas toast and put some butter down on the grill and toasted both sides of oh. them. Put my smash burgers, a double layer of smash burgers on there. I haven't eaten yet today. You guys yeah, are making Mike me just hungry. put on a bib. My goodness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, Mike comes up and we'll do lunch. And podcast. There we go. We'll do it from my garage. Oh, oh that'd be yeah. fun, dude. Have you eaten off the Blackstone before? I don't think so. I'm not that I know of. He had us over a few weeks ago, and I'm going to be honest with you, it was really good. Yeah, this is a phenomenal grill. It is, and just a he's a phenomenal flat top griddle. Too. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I've, it's good stuff. They're good. Good for breakfast, I'd say. Too. Everything, yeah, yeah. No, we got um, we got the, like little sausage links. Yeah. And I saw a recipe where somebody took those and they fry them up on there. Yeah. And then they take Texas toast and they flatten it out uh-huh. and they roll the sausage oh, links man. up in that. Oh. Dip it in your French toast mix and then fry it oh, on there. You kill oh, me! You kill me! Doesn't that sound <laughs> you good? You know what? I think I'm going to jump the caveman diet now. <laughs> right? Yeah. Exactly. We're we're not a good uh, accountability for you. I know no, you're not. Sorry. You're like, they're like, yeah, you're you're like a uh, what do you uh, what did you just say? French toast? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dangle French toast in front of you. You're just off. Exactly. Right? Yeah, I'm I'm done. Caveman diet's done. Gone. We'll start tomorrow. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. Well, Mike, thanks so much for. Allowing us to come down here to God's country, yeah, as man. Craig says. Anytime I can get closer to God, I'm always, and you. So, yeah, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm whatever. about that. <laughs> no, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you guys for coming down. Any, um, What's your favorite worship song right now? Like, what are you, maybe not necessarily to lead, but just for you personally, what are you clinging to right now? Well, I guess my favorite one, the first one that came to mind when you asked that question is one that I do lead. It's called Egypt by Corey Asbury. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Um, I love that song. If you haven't heard it, you should check it out. Yep. Um, just tells the story, you know, uh, about the the journey out of Egypt for the Israelites and stuff, yep. and how we all um, we all relate to that yep, we story. Have our Egypt, right? Yeah. yeah. So we were once lost, and we were yep. once uh, slaves to sin, and now we're free. You yeah, know, so for sure, I love that one, and yeah. it's really rocking too. So it's fun to yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's had some good his new one, um is that Dear God, is that what that's yeah, called? Yeah. That's a good song too. Man, really he, good. He's a great songwriter. Yeah, there's yeah. a yeah, good version, acoustic version of that. Um for me right now, the Battle Belongs by Phil Wickham oh, yeah, has been my one. one that I jam out to in the car. Yep. And K Love is playing that one just like right. every fifth song, it yeah. seems like. So <laughs> I hear it a lot. But my kids right now, I love hearing Crowder's Good God Almighty. Oh yeah. Because when that comes on, like they just start shouting, yeah, love and, it. and they love it, and so I love hearing them sing that. That's but. great, man. Love it. Mine, yes, is the great I am. Yes, that's. A good I, one I don't too. know why that that song just that entire song just beats me up, man. Yeah. I forgot about that song it's until just song. now. Literally you... beats me to a pulp. And yeah. what I don't like is when he does it right before I sing, because it's or before <laughs> I preach, because um, that's the day that you look down, and I was just. Mm-hmm. It gets to me every time I hear it. Looks the like there's a little glimmer in your in your eye, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the, this verse, um, or I don't know if this is the verse. It's the bridge. Yeah. The mountains shake before you. The demons run and flee. At the mention of your name, King of uh, Majesty, there is no power in hell or anyone who can stand before the power of the presence of the great I Am. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. Oh, my goodness. It, it, that gives me chills just to read yeah. that and just uh, to, to sing. But, the, but like... The verses, I want to be near, near to your heart, 
you know, I, I just loving the world, hating the dark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the simplicity of that song and the message of that yeah. song is just, I mean, if, if there's a, if there's a COVID message for you and me as a follower of Jesus Christ, the great I am, man, that mm-hmm. is, that's who we follow. That's yep. it. And that's, that's where our focus has to be. Every single time. Yep. That verse, I mean, if you guys had your guitars here, I'd want you guys to sing that. Maybe <laughs> when we're done, you can just sing it for me and I'll cry for you. There's one over there. It's closer to Brandon, though, there so I'll let him take it away. There we go. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Any parting shots before we close this thing down? No. Hey, man, I really appreciate you being here today. I, yeah. you, know, you know how yeah. much I love you, so um, thanks for being on this. And, um, love you, too. Good man. luck on the um, yeah. and prayers for the uh, the new venture at South it's exciting. And, um my only question is: Is when you get that, when you hit big time, are you still going to talk to me? I'll take you to lunch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon, it's great to meet you too, hey, man. Great yeah. to meet you too. Finally, yeah. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> I feel like I know you. I know. Likewise. Greg has talked about you, and yep. and so that's been it's been good. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for well, the ride down too. The, you, the the entertainment on the way. Oh, I have hey, a fun welcome. fact I need to share before I hear, before we, we get off here is. Uh, not it's not about Craig. Oh, thank goodness! But I've got a lot of those too. If, oh goodness! If we'll talk about give those out my phone once number, we shut yeah. everything down. Um, I'm from Scottsburg, Indiana, okay. which is also where I think your previous pastor yes. is from, right? Yeah, yep. I've been to Scottsburg quite a few times. Yeah, Matt Craig. Matt Craig. Yep. I've been to Scottsburg too. Yep. It's a good. It's a good place, man. It's a good, it's a good place to to grow up. You Used know? to go every August until last year when we went to see. Uh, yeah, I should be John in Scottsburg Conley. about now. Turkey yeah. hunting, but really, yeah, we've we've been out there turkey hunting a few times. Oh, nice! But it's good. Good area for that too. Yeah, man. So, Matt, if you're listening, we we love Scottsburg. Yeah, man. That's okay. it. That's all I got. That's join us on got. the podcast too sometime, Matt. Come on in and join us. I would love to have Matt on the podcast. Yeah. I'm not driving four hours though. Oh, <laughs> come on. Stop, stop by on your way back. Right? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, hey, um, thanks again for listening to Grounded, and uh, we hope you will join us next week. Um, next week is going to be a little bit different. Um, we Next weekend is mine and Allie's anniversary, so we're going away for a day. And so that episode will get posted on Tuesday. And then the following week, with it being Memorial Day weekend, that episode is going to get posted on Tuesday of that week as well. And don't forget, if you have... Anything that you want us to talk about, any topic that you would like for us to talk about, email the church, richwoodchurchofchrist at gmail.com. And um, here in maybe a month or so, we will get those together and pull those out of a hat or a coffee mug or something and, and answer those and kind of rapid fire through those. And so we're looking forward to that. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, push, plug, whatever else you need to do to the podcast. Don't know what that means, but um, yeah. So anyways, thanks again for joining us. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Craig. You all have a good day. See ya.